to Profitable Powerhouse Properties. Uh, I am Jonathan Cook, and with me, as always, is Brian Jenkins. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we are back, and today with us, we have a special guest, Brian Flaherty from Global Strategic. Uh, he, he deserved a little bit more flair than that. More flair? El Rojo? Yes. The man himself? <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. We've talked with Kelly. We've talked with David a little bit about virtual assistants, but let's talk with... Uh, Old Rojo. I like, I like Old Rojo. You sent me your email the other day, and I said, that's perfect. I'm calling you Rojo after the end of time. El Jefe, that also works. <laughs> all, the fun, all the fun versions. But we've got Brian with us today, and we're going to talk about, oh, virtual assistants. We're going to talk about scaling. You we're are, going to talk you about, are outnumbered today, by the way. I, so. I know. I'm very aware. Brian's um, versus Jonathan. Yeah, so. it's two Brian's. Brian. Brian. That's right. two, two redheads <laughs> and a knot. That's right. <laughs> I know you can't tell ahead, with, with the, the logo. He's Brian's red. Both Brian's are red. Anyway, so Brian, and why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how you got started with Global, and how how we we came to know you. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I kind of I'll, I'll go backwards. I'm, I'm Brian Flaherty. I'm the COO of Global Strategic, and and also now Amerisource. We're a custom business process solutions provider and, and started uh, like 12 years ago doing all the back office work for default service attorneys. I was brought on about 10 years ago, took over the COO role nine years ago, really with the task of diversifying what we had done. We had only worked for default service attorneys doing, you know, NOEs and AOIs and complaint drafting and what have you. But uh, through the course of my background and, and my interactions with Global Strategic, we implemented work in REO and accounting and insurance, and then that just sort of evolved into uh, general real estate and then property management. Been doing property management for about five years. Came to you guys through, I believe, Darkum, and uh, you've been excellent partners. So I'm honored to be on the show here this morning and talk a little bit about what we do here uh, at Global, what we do for clients like you, and, and really just maybe educate some of the listeners as well on some of the advantages in general, not just through Global, yeah. uh, about ways you can leverage outsourcing you know, for disaster recovery. I was just talking to you, Brian, about the article behind me from the DS News. So things that uh, I think all businesses, big and small, and a lot of times companies think they're too small for outsourcing, should really be uh, thinking about in order to be scalable and nimble. Well, we're, we're very excited to have you. I mean, we always we always have a good time together when we get together. So just recording one of yeah. these conversations just makes perfect sense. Work hard, play hard. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, and a couple of key phrases you touched upon. I know we're going to talk about a lot today, but one of the things that, that I'm coming into the podcast excited to talk about is scalability, and we'll get there eventually. But uh, having gone mm-hmm. through a couple of uh, scale ups myself for business, uh, the old fashioned way, it's it's refreshing to hear a better way of, of doing and scaling your business to, to be able yeah. to absorb larger client uh, without missing the beat. And I think that's key to, well, key to other managers. Well, I think one of the things that's important because like we, we've all talked about our, our listeners are largely investor based. They're not just property managers. A lot of these folks are investors themselves. Sometimes some of them are smaller investors, some of them are larger investors. I think what's really important here, especially to, to kind of get across, and I know we talked about it a little bit with uh, David and Kelly, but the the act of making sure that the whatever property manager you're using, whether you're using us in you know our marketplaces or, or anyone else across the country, is just making sure that they are going to be able to handle your business, be able to 
uh, perform in a way that doesn't uh, swamp them, does, doesn't get that workflow overloaded. Because I know right. there's times here, just from from my own sake of, of being just one of those guys that's trying to get his hands in a little bit of everything. I know I can tend to overload my own self um, with, mm-hmm. with my own projects that I'm doing here, do some real estate here, property management here, podcast stuff here. And I'm just try, I stretch myself too thin. One of the things that really helps us be able to continue to move forward is, is our virtual assistants. And the fact that we have virtual assistants right. that can double check with me, hey, Jonathan, I'm going to do this today. I saw that it hadn't gotten done. Do you want me to go ahead and do Hey, yeah, please. Hey, thanks for the reminder. Yes, go ahead and get right. that done for me. Send that out. Uh, let's go ahead and plug it's, that in. Get some administrative. It's critical, Jonathan, right? We, we were just at that Biz Mastermind commercial, right? So having yeah. these, you know, you, you said very uh, very casually earlier, like this, you know, touching on a few things and having kind of a casual conversation, but we were just at a conference where you and I were in the same conversation yeah. where the answer to how I'm going to handle getting more business is, to kind of get it first and then figure it out, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, well, that, there, there's a, that, I think there's a lot of property managers that, that do that because more yeah. business, it's really hard to turn down more business, Brian. Other right. Brian? Right. Both Brian's? Right. Someone right. tell me I'm wrong. Oh, no, no, you're not wrong. But there is a way. I think the problem is, right, and it's always been this way, that how do you prepare for scale without paying for preparation for scale, you know what I mean? And, and having that cost center for scale and, and then be able to address going to a conference and getting a big customer and then and being able to flip a switch, right? And there, there is a way to do it where you, you basically have what, you know, I'll use a government term, shovel ready, you know, shovel readiness. And, and you can put your, your, you know, foundation in without a, a huge cost and, uh, and then be able to scale from there. Um, and so there is a way to achieve it. And, and I think that's what we, we hope to educate uh, all of our clients on and all of your listeners, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I don't think we really discussed that as well as I wish we would have with, with Kelly and David. No, we didn't. We, we didn't go uh, very deep into that at all. But, you know, the old fashioned methodology of, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're like, OK, do I, when do I make that choice? Do I hire early? Do I hire? Do I wait till? certain point in, in the transition to do the hiring and training and all that. Cause there, there is a balance. There's a, you know, the return on that uh, needs to be timed correctly. So, so you guys actually um, by having you in the tool belt or the toolbox just opens a whole new uh, opportunity for, for a, a property manager or a business owner just trying to scale up for a big project. Well, do you mind talking a little bit more about some of the stuff that, cause you've scaled up without, virtual assistants, right. I mean, in a few marketplaces. Right. I mean, do you, do you want to talk about some of the stuff that maybe <laughs> our clients don't necessarily know that they could run into and how having virtual assistants would have made that transition smoother or easier or just more efficient in general? Yeah, I think because, you know, another thing that we, we talked about, and it's kind of goes hand in hand, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. But one of the things we talked about is kind of a barrier to entry for utilizing the VA. So when you're, when you're thinking about that, the idea of employing a VA, not fully understanding what's involved in that process, you're thinking, okay, I've got to, I've got to create all these processes. I've got to lay everything out, how exactly I want these things done. And you do have to conduct those exercises mm-hmm. and do those. 
but with with global, it was so much easier because we have other peers in the industry that are already using your services that are, I mean, you know, we threw out NARPM earlier, but the, the spirit of NARPM is sharing. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of those were shared with us and you could just tweak the process of making your own, mm-hmm. but the the processes were already in place. Experience from the VAs was already there. They already knew the software systems. And so therefore, you know, what you, what you do not have when you're not utilizing that service is you are creating those systems. You're, you're, you still have to create a regardless. Yeah. But you're doing it from scratch yeah. per se. You're, you're hiring new personnel. You're having to train them on your business. Uh, in some cases on your, industry if they yeah. don't have that industry experience depending on their position but you're you're creating and training on on those processes so it takes mm-hmm. a lot longer to bring somebody up to speed where with a va in the background doing administrative related tasks mm-hmm. that your staff is going to do every day sure and they're already trained in it they know your software they know the ins and outs of the processes I mean, that, that gives, brings you up to speed so much faster than if you were doing it manually, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I experienced. And then there's so many checks and balances that work themselves out. But when you're hiring staff, you know, do you make the right hiring decision? Have you made a bad hiring decision? You know, personalities, you're weeding through all this stuff as you're opening a new branch. Specifically, mm-hmm. that's what we went through. In one case scenario, we opened two new branches within two months of each other. But then the other scenario was we brought a lot of a big block of business into our main branch here in Birmingham and scaling up. And then the focus was on diversification of the portfolio, which we've okay. talked about in previous yeah, episodes. We have. But going from that AB, a different style of property AB management as well to introducing that large component of C-class inventory into our, into our management program. So different style of management, uh, different challenges. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're, you know, you're, all of a sudden you're, you're dealing with section eight, you're dealing with higher delinquency, higher maintenance, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of different dynamics. So it's, it's much more labor intensive. So bringing people on board that specialize in that and understanding who's a good fit, who's not, this just allows, in my opinion, this allows the back end stuff to be taken care of in a timely fashion and bring you up to speed in a much faster uh, timeline. But it also allows your local talent to apply their talents on the mm-hmm. ground. Okay. Get the properties to look yeah. stuff. You know, you can work with the VA. Some functionality you can do with the VA where you're, you know, it might be that you're gathering marketing material. Yeah. And then and pushing it to the VA to push disperse, out. you know, through the internet and through websites, et cetera. Um, so there's a lot of partnership opportunities there. But just think about all the, you know, if you took the back end stuff off of your employees and allowed them to focus all, all on of the, all handshaking, of the kissing the babies, the, God, you know, yeah. getting out there. Uh, I've got to build this Excel yeah, spreadsheet. Building a new market. Uh-huh. Getting out there, making right. those relationship connections. I mean, that's what's important. We we just talked about it this morning. We've got a market that that we could benefit from additional VA help on the back end to allow of course, a yes. smaller staff in that location to allow them to do a better job of getting out networking mm-hmm. and developing those relationships that are going to be necessary to be successful in the marketplace. So, um, so I I, mean, I I love an Excel, yeah, Excel spreadsheet, Brian. I'm a big fan, but I would rather not have to grade them. I just want to use them. Rojo, why don't, why don't you, like, when, when you're talking to other folks about why they should use you, where, where is that, in your opinion, where is that uh, tipping point where you go, hey, look, you, you're at that cusp. You're, yeah, you are sense. losing, you're, you're losing potential future business because you're too scared to pull that trigger. What, what is that, what is that level that you see where you're like, guys, come on, you've got to, you got to, you yeah. got to pull that trigger. 
That is such a great question. I, I think to answer the question, uh, I, I kind of want to go back to touch on some of the things that Brian uh, highlighted, I think are so critical, right? So obviously when you're looking at outsourcing, the easiest thing is to go, I need to save money, right? And then people sure. automatically think, well, it's also costing jobs, right? But if you listen to what Brian was talking about, yeah, which was beautiful, right? That that experience, right? I mean, you, you said it yesterday, Jonathan, we were pre, uh, pre-chatting about this. Brian's forgotten more about property management oh, God, than we'll yes. ever know. Um, and so, you know, having that experience, there's so many things he said in there that I think we could spend, you know, hours on alone. But one of them is the training and the retraining and and and, and sort of that core competency. You didn't quite see, he stopped short of just saying the core competency, but where you're taking things off of somebody's plate uh, that maybe they're not strong at anyway. Jonathan, you're, you're admitting, you know, making spreadsheets, not something strong at, right? And not you're anymore. taking that off their books so they can focus on the core competency. But the other thing is that intellectual property. So what I talk about all the time is that really what Global Strategic is, is we're a, we're a value-add proposition for your organization and we're a we're an intellectual property protector. Once we take on a function for a client, like Brian was saying, we take that training and retraining and worry about attrition or vacations or whatever off of the plate of the client so that they can focus on their core, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, every, every single person listening here has been through a situation where an employee walked out the door, it, it happens. And then, you know, how do you insulate against that, right? So we would talk about that scalability. It's still part, it, that's part of the equation as well is, yeah, you want to be ready, shovel ready and scalable, but you also want to be able to be, have, be insulated from having one person walk out the door and really do a lot of damage to your business, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other area, like I said, is the value add. So what are things that you're not doing in your business that you should be doing that you could be doing for a very cost-effective, you know, uh, in a very cost-effective manner to make you, to differentiate you from your competition, right? So that's really the way to look at it. So the answer to your question, circling all the way back, you know, where, where do you, where do you start? It could be when you're, if you're a single mom and pop shop, you know, you are bandwidth out. I mean, you, you're managing the you know, properties, you're trying to figure out ways to scale and grow your business. You have to make that investment. If you're not willing to invest in your business, um, then, then stop doing it, right? So this is, you know, a, a VA is a very, very small investment. And, and look for look for a client or a vendor that's not going to lock you into a long term agreement. So you can you can sort of dabble in it, right, and really give it uh, a fair shake. You know, three, four, or five months to see if it takes some things off of your plate to help you scale. So the answer to the question is really, you could be a two person shop and need a VA. Certainly, if you start getting to you know 10, 15, 20 seats. And you want to start getting beyond, you know, 300, 400 doors, you know, you, you really need to start looking at it. I call it the rule of 10%. I mean, honestly, any single organization can, can outsource a minimum, an absolute minimum of 10% of, of their entire, entire staff. So okay. uh, a 10-person company can easily, you know, outsource one to maybe two positions. Okay. So I think that's kind of, when we tie it back to outside of the property management field, when, when it's relating to our audience, relating to the individual investor, I think that's one of the important parts to look mm-hmm. at. If you're, if you're in a market that you're, you're looking at, at property managers, you're trying to decide who you're going to go with. If you're any sort of investor that, that's looking at diversifying what you can do, I mean, we, we tell people, you don't want to just buy one particular kind of property. You don't want to just buy all C. Let's buy 10 identical properties. No, you, let's spread everything out. Let's we like to have clients that are in all of our marketplaces at once. It's great to have one in Oklahoma City, one in Huntsville, one in uh, Montgomery, Mobile, and Birmingham. Spread them all out. That's great. That way, if one market does worse, 
your other ones catch up to it. So that's one of those things that if, if you're shopping around for a property manager and they're not considering uh, use, utilizing a virtual assistant, that, that significantly stunts their ability to scale with you, the investor. Mm-hmm. If, if you, the investor, are saying, hey, okay, I've got this city down. I've, I've locked down, you know, whatever city. This is what I know how to do. I understand this. This is a market that that I know of. Now I want to go start, you know, spreading my wings and move out over here. Okay, property manager that I'm utilizing. What what is your, what is your option for me if I go to this other city? They don't have a way to do that. You got to go find another property manager. Well, so you're getting income on all of this. To to you, your business is investing in real estate. And, but you have two separate income streams from two separate property managers if you do that. How does that make sense outside of right. having a property? One property manager is incredibly useful to have if they can do all of it yeah. together. And the funny thing is, you know, and I mentioned kind of scaling on a couple of occasions, but it's really been more than that because of, you know, a couple of things, you know, with us, I know our footprint allows us to actually having our corporate housing offices and brick and mortar location gives us the availability to expand into certain marketplaces. Sure. Really at the drop of a hat. If it makes sense, we hire local talent. We bring our systems online. We can scale up with you guys in the future, which will happen. Um, but in the past, it, we just didn't have the ability to do it because yeah. we weren't there yet. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention was last week I was traveling <clears throat> in my first visit as a, uh, regional uh, southeast region vice president for Marvel. congratulations by the way i don't know Thank if we've said it on Thank the podcast you. i don't think we've said it on the podcast oh brian this is the first one we've congratulations you are now the regional yeah. vice president in narcom so big news so i was at a meeting at a uh, chapter thank you thank you um, <laughs> i was at a meeting in a chapter and the, the uh, discussion came up about virtual assistants after the meeting there were a group of probably six of us standing around chatting uh kind of best practices and you always get resistance to the idea. Back to what Brian alluded to earlier is that, yeah, hey, you're taking local jobs. And, and uh, so that, that discussion came up and, okay. you know, it was, it was kind of a mixed bag. I, I would say out of six of us, there were probably four of us that were pro VA and, and two that were against uh, for that reason. Right. But also, I would also say if you're dealing with that type of local manager that really wants to keep just that organic, natural, local presence, and that's it. They have no anticipation, no desire to grow uh-huh. uh, other outside of their, their current footprint. Yeah. And some property managers, we all know that, you know, they're, they're looking at their sweet spot. I only want this many properties. I don't want to change for anybody. I do my business this way, uh, that sort of thing. So we're, you know, there's a lot of operators, back to my point, there's a lot of operators out there that are not looking at it in such a narrow scope. They're looking for the opportunity, looking to diversify. I know that, that the reason we diversified was because of everything that happened leading up to 0708 and then basically 0708 and then the fallout leading all the way into 2011 in our marketplaces with foreclosures and just different opportunities to present themselves. So taking advantage of those, the growth, the scalability, uh, the partnerships, because the partnerships not always been there between the investor, mm-hmm. the local managers, kind of, and, and given it that that regional or broader footprint to where you have, back to your point, the same manager managing different marketplaces for you, providing the same product, the same reporting, the same payment systems, everything is very transparent and fluid. 
versus dealing with if you had properties in three markets dealing with three separate property management companies mm-hmm. and dealing with their different ways of conducting business. Oh God, yeah. I mean, so there's the balance of that. Three separate 1099s too. That's right. fun. Well, the difference between that and having a national well, this provider. This one direct deposits. This one mails me my check. This one is going to pay me in, in shekels. I, I don't know what's happening here. That's right. Well, um, can, can I say to, to kind of that point, and, and it goes with something that, you know, you and I have kind of talked about for the entirety of the podcast, even before the podcast, just since I've been at AHI. To me, that, that, abil- that, that ability to not embrace VAs for, for scaling kind of goes hand in hand with that same kind of hesitancy toward any sort of technology and the new way of thinking. It's, it's kind of, yeah, that, that whole change thing. And that's kind of what we, that's why, what we keep our foot on the gas pedal um, here at AHI. And it, it, I think it just tends to be additional best practices, making sure that you're up to date on all of your technologies. If you're not, if your property manager doesn't want to do VAs, make sure that they're also looking at how, how do they handle technology and, and new ideas? Because, I mean, right now we're utilizing so many new technologies that did not exist oh, yeah. years it's like, ago. Well, it's like Thursday. Ralph and I are talking to a company, uh, which Brian's probably aware of, but they do AI yeah. and, uh, for our industry. Exactly. Is, you know, that's something new that's so, been pushed out over the last So we're talking years. because, you know, the, the reason that we use VAs is because we understand that 10,000-foot view, which is, you know, to take a term that Brian uses often, that 10,000-foot that view of what's coming. That's why we're use, utilizing yeah. people like, uh, you know, of course, Global Strategics. That's why we're using folks like Second Nature, um, it's the, the new concepts, the new ideas that are just keeping everything growing. It's, it's why we're using the, the, the new vendor that we're using with on-site pros, that the way that they, you know, scale that in and make you be able to be a better property manager because it's, it's new technology. It's, it's keeping yourself on the edge of what is the best way to handle any situation. Yeah, providing best level services all at the same time of taking right. stuff off of your plate, which is what these guys do. Yeah. And, and that's and similar to like roof stock. It, th- this is the new technology systems that everybody's moving towards. It's great to nowadays, and a lot of our clients are this way, be in California or Seattle or wherever. And, and right. hey, what's a good market? Hey, you know what? Birmingham, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. Those are really, really hot markets. They're in, they have incredible returns. You don't have to be from here to buy into it. You don't have to be no. here to do that. And like, like, so that's what Roofstock, and I apologize. And I know we're talking global strategic, but that's just another one of those technologies of, of you know, growing in, in this industry. And I mean, Back to the it's point just what you have to do. You know, before that partnership, that was basically a, a marketplace for us that we didn't even realize existed on the scale that it does. Right. I mean, now we're, we and, conduct business with them daily. So. Yeah, yeah, they're a tremendous partner of ours as well. So, I mean, they, they, they've seen that. And I think, you know, Brian, you, you know, you touched on it earlier is that this is just another tool, right? If you, so the, the Patriots is a thing, we deal with it all the time, right? But it's not patriotic to lay off, right? It's not patriotic to, right. to lose a client and then have to, to lay off, a, you know, a staff member either, you know, people losing jobs. So, you know, this is literally like a tool, the old methodology. And, and, and I was a part of that. I mean, when I first cut my teeth in outsourcing, I was an IT project manager, right? In 1999 and 2000, it was like taking a whole department and sending it to India. Um, and I think, you know, uh, history and, and, and proof of concept proof that those those type of outsourcing initiatives fail. Where it really works and is when it's collaborative, when it's a, a partnership and when it's just a tool in your toolbox, uh, you know, an arrow 
your quiver, you know, that you can be scalable, you have a disaster recovery, you have a second shift. It allows a smaller business to operate like they're a much larger business. You know, social media management, chat windows on your website, you know, all these things that, you know, huge conglomerates have, <laughs> smaller businesses, if they leverage technology and some solutions that are out there um, and partnerships that exist can really operate like a much larger and, and more robust organization. And I think that's one of the, tr the true advantages that uh, people get, you know, they, it gets lost on them. And I think back to what you said, Jonathan, is that fear of change mm -hmm. is, is sort of what drives that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> right. And I think in the same vein of the conversation here, but, you know, basically the point I was going to make earlier, we kind of got away from, was, uh, you know, no, no, it's, it's fine, but I will run off on it's, it's, it's you know, yeah, the national, the national provider versus the local provider mm -hmm. and really the hybrid, you know, as, as you just so eloquently laid out for us, it's the partnership and allowing us to have a, a larger presence, do more things uh, as small businesses and grow those businesses with that partnership and scale up. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can't you can't replace the local talent in, in some respects. You can do a lot of back end support but you're still going to have the need for the local talent. So that's the, the, the flip side of, you know, the, the fear of taking all the jobs out of the country and, and place them somewhere else. But uh, yeah, that's, that's not been my experience with it. Uh, back to your point, I, I feel like I'm able to grow and scale more and add more local jobs because of that ability. Well, this uh, allows exactly. the local talent to focus more on, you know, the things that we need them for. I mean, right. I'm sorry, lo there's local talent for data entry. I mean, I guess that exists, but, right. but my local talent, right. I'd rather them, it's like have the discussion you and I knowledge. had. It's like, I don't want you focused on paperwork. I want you to focus on growing our yeah, business. So. Of course not. <laughs> One of the biggest things, too, is, is being able to afford that local talent, right? So, exactly. you know, if, if you're inefficient in some of your back offices, and it's not just your labor, but we know that labor in every single business and in every industry, it's industry agnostic, is always the number one cost factor. So, but if you're able to be efficient in the way that you operate, then you can you know, retain your, your high value core competency, the people who share your vision um, that you're, you know, that you want to retain and, and motivate, right? So it's really hard to hang on to really good talent as a small business owner as well. I mean, how do you afford to pay them? You know what I mean? So, and, and continually challenge them. And you do that by putting work on their plate that's, you know, within their pay grade, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, you, you, did, you said something a minute ago. I, I want you to dive a little bit deeper into it, Rojo. Let's talk about your partnership with Rootstock, if you don't mind. And I love calling you Rojo. It just, it just makes me smile. I, I love it. I'm cracking up. <laughs> yeah, no, our partnership with Rootstock is incredible. I actually have Kelly uh, listening in, and, and I do want him to, to chime in because he's been the one sort of championing our efforts with Rootstock. But uh, much like uh, you guys and, and a lot of our, our you know, clients, they have bought into the entire partnership. But we do basically a function called house sourcing. Right, Kelly, you, uh, I'll slide over here when you jump in. Yeah, oh, when, welcome, uh, Kelly. All right. What's up? Hey, How are you, sir? Hey, buddy. A little, a little late coming to the podcast, but that's okay. We'll have you in as many podcasts as we can get you. I've been in here quite a while. <laughs> hey, give him a break. He just came to our market last I, week. I know. This week. We had beers. It was great. Good, good times. Shh. Don't tell that part. Um, Roofstock, as you know, is a, a, a group to go to to look for houses, portfolios in different, like you said, different parts of the country. Well, something has to happen before they put those properties up on their website. Um, there's a vetting process. There's a search process. 
So we basically help them with that. We they give us a cap rate to use. They they give us uh, the ability to pull comps on those properties when we find them. We send that to an analyst. The analyst then lets us know, and then those properties are purchased. Once they get those properties, there's a certification process of, of those properties, and we have we have uh, seats with them that help with the certification process. And that an inspector goes out, takes pictures, gives a report. We take those pictures and that report. And, and put a package together for all of those properties before they go to market. So you guys are basically you're you're scheduling everything, you're taking all the information, you're putting it together for packet, sending it back to them for their review and, and certification process, right? So right, right. Yeah. And, and I think the, the piece that we're kind of just glancing over, and I think is you know, Roofstock had their their eyes dotted and T's crossed and, and been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. But uh, for anybody listening that does that hears all these things and says, Well, I don't have all these the uh, process is driven down. I don't have all these different criteria identified. That's what we'll help you with. So, and, and any good provider will. So it's not just about us. I mean, but look at this and leverage it, documenting your process, mapping out everything you do. We call it the Bible, right? We will do that for every single client and establish the if-thens. Really, an outsourced partner from a labor solution should be looked at like technology, right? We're the gap between what technology does and what it can't do. And you want to define it as such. So, you know, defining your back office is a worthwhile, not even just your back office, just defining your, your process flows within your entire organization is a worthwhile investment. And you guys have been great in that regard. You were, you were far ahead of the game as far as your competitors go and your peers in the industry with regard to process flow. But it's a, it's a critical element that I think a lot of organizations miss. You know, they've got all the intellectual property residing in their, in their heads or within their different department heads. Uh, but they don't have it really quantified and, and metric driven and, you know, transparent reporting like you talked about earlier, Jonathan. So I think I think it's critical that that's something that everybody listening should should embrace is, you know, make sure you have everything within your operation defined. Today, we are busier than ever and struggling to do more while adding value. Global Strategic understands the value of your time. By leveraging custom business process solutions, you can focus on your core competency and save time and money. If you've been dealing with a lost productivity due to sudden staff departure, high rates of turnover, or staff that don't share your vision, they can help. With offices in the U.S. and the Philippines, they provide dual-shore 24-7 coverage for their valued partners. If you need to save time and money, but you're not sure how, just give them a call at 855-731-4966 or visit globalstrategic.com for more information. Well, and, uh, we, we talked about ourselves as property managers being small businesses, but realistically, investors, if, if that's what you're doing, that is a small business. And right. I mean, like no. as far as a back office and, and data entry. And well, I'll throw out one of our NARPA brethren from Atlanta, because uh, I think Kelly had said that you guys started doing some business with uh, Cam McKay. I love Cam. Yeah, yeah Cam's, cool Cam's great. But Cam, Cam's a small office. He's a couple person shop. And I know he came to me and and uh, had somebody retiring and he was asking for some information and my dealings and experience with you guys. And I was happy to endorse you guys, but, but that's a, that's a prime example. I mean, whether it's investor or property manager, whatever, because I, you know, coming into this, I was like, you know, our, our listeners can benefit from this other than just going through a manager that utilizes that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some investors out there that are buying that could benefit. Um, you know, one thing we haven't really touched upon was your ability to do accounting services. Uh, for right. that piece, 
and I'd like for you to dive into that a little bit because I, that, I see that as a need. That's where I was getting yeah. to it. Cause there, there's, I mean, if you're a great investor and you understand the concepts of market and, and how I'm going to go in there and find these properties and I'm going to talk to these, these, you know, wholesalers. Yeah, you, I mean, what you're have busy you. doing your own career. Yeah. That's, that's you know, a full-time job, man. That's hard. Your PMs and then you, you need, a VA to, you need a VA to be able to take all of that stuff that you've done and you had to sit back. Oh, I got this one. Okay. Sit in here. I got this. Sit here. <laughs> Somebody's got to take that big pile of stuff that you've got and sort it and do something with it. Make I, it, make I it I make sense. It's uh, you want to talk about an, an industry agnostic, you know, problem that, that is consistently across the board. I don't even want to say ignored. Let's just say neglected. It's amazing, right? That's your money. That's you know, accounting for you know where your money is being spent. You know, working with the collections teams to make sure your money is actually coming in. It, it's incredible how little focus is put on accounting. And again, because it's a cost center, right? We understand it, but literally, you're, it's your lifeblood. And um, so it's whether it's property managers or real estate agents or investors or law firms, accounting uh, is always a high cost and, and seemingly low consideration uh, area, which is amazing to, to us. But um, the advent of technology has made, again, an outsourcing initiative where you can implement or, or bolster your accounting department with low cost you know, solutions, the admin technology has really opened up that door, right? We, we do a lot of what I call clerking. And really, no offense to accounting department, that's not the intention, a lot of what goes on in the accounting department now doesn't necessarily require a CPA or, or, or a degree to count, you know. Um, you want to have that, in, again, as, as, your, as a quill in your, in your uh, feather or an arrow in your quill, uh, but you want to be able to, you know, use a, a third party or, again, outsource maybe that and have somebody review your accounting work. So we do accounting work for attorneys. We do it for real estate agents, for REO, you know. We help with on the collections piece, again, as an extension of their back office. We're not a collections company, but your collections efforts, I want to be clear on that. But yeah, it's, it's really just packaging it all up and then putting it, you know, to one subject matter expert within your organization to go, here it all is, you know, just review this and, and sign off on it or send it to your CPA firm yeah. for, for an audit to make sure it's being done properly. But man, what a, what a huge boon to, to an operation. We, you guys, I'm sure you have friends and peers and colleagues, they, they might have an accountant who's, you know, part-time or semi-retired or, or what have you. Um, and that really, you know, use buzzwords, lack of continuity, lack of ownership of the entire process. And then if you have managers within your organization that aren't accountants that, that, and part of their role every day is accounting, <laughs> that is a, a recipe for, for disaster, I think. Right. Well, well, if you're having somebody, if you're paying someone that's a CTA and they're, they're getting significantly higher pay than some anyone well, like, else that could just gather some information. In, in, in lieu of- $175 an hour. Yeah. I just need you to that, gather these numbers and right. put them together, then let my CPA look at them. That's the exactly end. right. Instead of paying right. a higher rate to do the do the legwork, yeah. you know, this is a much better alternative. Reduce their billable hours. You know, instead of having background. 50 billable hours month for your CPA, you have five, you know. Right. I think, you know, back to your point, you know, you used the word neglected, which I think is, I think that's a pretty accurate term because I think people are intimidated by the accounting. But I'd like to bring up the point of even as an investor, keeping an eye on your, your growing portfolio. I think by utilizing a service like you guys, being able to coordinate that information, put it into perspective to where you're you're actually producing metrics and you're you're showing them how this, you know, basically how this perform this portfolio is performing versus, you know, an owner that most owners go with the philosophy of I'm I'm kind of keeping pulse on that on each property. Yeah. So I know 
in the back of my mind, I know whether each property is actually making money or not making money. Yeah, but they don't know how much. Right. It's pretty low tech. That's, that's what know, Is this a winner or this is not a winner? That sort of thing. But really dialing in on the metrics and know and understand, that's when you can start to re- make real return and money on it because you can dial mm-hmm. in on the individual items, you know, such as maintenance, such as, you know, turn costs, days on market, all the things we deal with daily, but helping, you know, this that partnership with your with your property manager. Your property manager is going to start managing those metrics if they're not already for your portfolio and giving you that feedback. So then you're speaking the same language. And Absolutely. Right. Understanding what where everybody's coming from. Oh God, yes. I mean, and, and I like to speak to the investor as if, you know, hey, if you wanted to try and do everything that we do here, like th- these are all the steps that you are going to have to go through. And the fact that we still need virtual assistance to be able to get through the day, it blows my. I mean, if you're trying to do this alone, if you're in you know, some market that I'm nowhere near going to touch or, or, or just something that there's just not a lot of property managers out there. And you're trying to do this alone. You've like, you have to be an expert in 20 different fields, it seems like. So, so being able to have someone to be able to take some little thing off of your, your plate, just, just that is worth its weight in, in gold or, or right. whatever in right. houses or, some other value. Yeah, it goes back to work smart, not hard, right? I mean, work yeah. smart. I mean, it allows you, you know, the old adage if we're going that direction is, you know, work on the business versus in the business uh, as, a, as a business owner to be able to develop your position as well, build and develop that business for the entire company. You know, if you're, right. if you're tied down to all the, the admin tasks, <clears throat> some are necessary, but some you can certainly have someone else doing for you. Mm-hmm. And this is a great alternative. And, and back to your very early point you made, Brian, is that payroll is such a large piece of the puzzle, you know, for like an operation for like ours or any other business. It's it's nice to be able to scale that back and then to be able to turn around and, and relay that savings back to your client in the form of discounts and lower rates and that sort of thing to stay ultra competitive in the marketplace. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up, Ryan, because I think that's, I call like uh, these ancillary benefits, right? right. If, you're, if you're properly leveraged, right? You, you're, you're, I think, uh, Jonathan, you talked about second nature, right? I mean, that's outsourcing, right? You, yeah. you don't need to be worrying about sending your mate's team over to do, you know, filter replacement, right? So take advantage of, of these tools that are out there. If you're properly leveraging all those things, you're going to have some savings. Those savings can be passed off as a competitive advantage, you know, so to, to, your, to your clients. Um, it can be to retain, you know, quality staff that you couldn't otherwise afford. It could be to invest in a piece of technology that you couldn't otherwise utilize. It could be to go to a conference where you can meet an investor, you know, to get a, a larger portfolio that you wouldn't otherwise be able to afford to do. So mm-hmm. I think it's so critical to understand that. And again, going circling all the way back to the, uh, the, the, the patriotism piece is man, I'm a patriot. We, we, we the name of our onshore division, which does you know legal outsourcing, is Amerisource. I'm, I'm my favorite thing to do at the five star event is to go to you know, uh, the heroes uh, benefit dinner where we give away you know, or, or five star gives away houses to to our heroes, our, our veterans, our warriors. So um, you know, I love that piece of it. So when we when you look at what what you guys have utilized and what you've experienced and, and what Rootstock experienced, we talked about a couple of other partners. I think they would tell you, you know, universally that this has been an opportunity to help grow their business and, and add value to the U.S.-based employees and, and more marketing materials to the person who prints around the corner. The, the ripple effect from a healthy and growing business here in the U.S. is is 
tremendous. So, you know, the domino effect. So I think it's important that people understand that that's the value add that you can get from properly leveraging outsourcing, whether it's offshore or onshore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think about our sphere of partnerships alone with various companies that we either use as vendors or partner with, you know, just like Fuson and Roofstock and, and, and both those companies utilize VAs and it just happen to be utilizing VAs from your guys' company. But to right. the point, you know, it, there, there are more, there's more of this happening throughout the industry. Um, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. and it just continues to grow. Cause I, I remember several years right. ago, the concept was started and then it just has developed since then. And, and kind of within our industry, the, the trend is to, you know, allow your peers to kind of do it, talk about their successes or failures, how they could have done it better, you know, and everybody right. grows. And, and I feel like you guys have also grown even since the time that we've known you. And, and you know, the funny thing of, of having your clients that, that testify to your performance, but then come back and say, yeah, you know what? Here's, here's the process of we gave them, we tweaked it through our experience back and forth. What works great. This works great for us. You're welcome to it. Take it. Because I do feel like that's the one thing I hear in, when I'm talking to somebody and they're hesitant to do it. It's just they, they believe there to be a huge amount of time that's going to have to be invested to go ahead and get those policies, procedures in place. And, and that's not the case. You right. Know, you, back, you back up three or four years. I think that that, that was the case at maybe. that time. Yeah, if you're if you're bringing something completely new that's never been done before, right. maybe, maybe. Right. But but most of us in this industry have similar processes. I mean, yeah, maybe replace one contract with another. Maybe add another step here than than there. Well, but, and but the outline is even to your guys' there. point. You guys partnership we have with you by by using your services. It's like when Kelly was here last week. We were talking about adding another seat to actually help us manage. Uh, rehab and turn workflow a little better and really drill in on that process because you know what I've got you know that's the project management piece we can take something from another uh, another industry that we service and we can actually mm-hmm. bring it in house and we can tweak and tailor it to what you guys are looking for and we'll make it happen so so there's there's some advantages there and I think the stuff is kind of you know somewhat universal I think you can apply principles and practices from each different field that you guys deal with and just develop a, a really nice workflow system for your client. Right. Right. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's the workflow. I don't know That's if there's time permitted, Jonathan. I don't want to uh, catch up, but I want to I want to touch on, on something we've been talking about a lot and we, we throw around this word virtual assistant, but, uh, and, and I think you guys are talking about, you know, things are emerging in this market. I want to spend a little bit of time on virtual assistant, explain kind of the difference too about a virtual assistant and, and kind of what we offer and I think what, what the rooftops of the world and the fuse of the world offer as far as being more robust uh, of, a, of an outsource vendor partner. Um, is, is that time? Do we have time for that? Oh, Talk we, a little bit about that? Certainly do. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that's critical that we, we use this term in this industry because everyone understands it, but really global um, and, and some of the other competitors, and, and I think what you, what anybody listening should be looking for in, in an outsource partner when it comes to a labor solution like ours uh, is not necessarily VA, right? A VA, by its very definition, is a virtual assistant. They work from home. You're training them. Really, other than being in your office, it's no different. You have to hire them. You have to find them. You have to train them. You have to replace them. You have to manage them. You know, the solutions that you want to look for, like, a, you know, Fuson, where you turn over, you know, the turning on a utility to them, they take care of it, or, or a 
um, a second nature. You know, they manage all of your, you know, filter replacements and they take care of that for you, right? You, you've tasked them with that. Is, is the same thing on your labor side. You want to find a partner that's going to, you know, manage the training, manage the workflow, you know, help with the process mapping and the documentation, manage the SLAs. If a person leaves, you know, they replace them and train them you know, for you. So, you know, kind of a full solution where it's not just the cost savings of having, you know, a low cost, you know, labor, you know, out in the Philippines or India or Mexico or wherever, you, you know, you look to find your outsourced partner, um, but that they, they control that process for you now. Once you've turned it over to them, they handle it and you just get the reports and the bill. Um, so I think that's critical. You know, security is going to become a much bigger piece in our industry. Um, it's You're already seeing it, but it, it happened in the default world. Um, so, you know, there's social security numbers and stuff like that. You want to make sure that a partner has, you know, big security protocols in place. So for our part, we're ISO certified, but you want to see something like that. It's like hiring a contractor, right? I mean, you, yeah. you hire a contractor, you want to make sure they're bonded. You want to make sure they're insured. So you should be betting, you know, who you're giving the keys to your, your castle uh, as well. I think it's critical. I think it's something that's glanced over. A lot of times they look at VAs as, you know, cost savings and that's it. Um, and, and maybe don't do the due diligence piece that you need to build that proper foundation. And you don't want to be spinning your wheels. You don't want to be, you know, going through the effort of turning over functions and having that person leave. And really, you're in the same boat as if you had it in your office. So I, I think it's important. And we can spend a whole <laughs> dedication to vetting your vendors another uh, another time. But I did want to touch on the difference between a VA and really a, an outsource, you know, business process solutions provider. Oh, I could I could sit here and talk about so many different parts of this for so right. much longer than, than I think right. anybody would be willing to listen to in one, yeah. one stretch. Right. Um, right. But I mean, I, I think uh, we're at that point where we kind of want to talk final thoughts, what, what, we've, what we've learned. I've got, there, there's so many pieces that I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about when it comes to how it uh, affects our listeners, how it affects our clients, how it affects us. Um, but Brian, do you want to, do you want to start first? Yeah, I'll kick it off because I'm going to introduce a thought that actually piggybacks on, okay. on what Brian was just talking about. And that would be within our industry, we've got a number of peers that have actually gone into those markets and hired their own local talent, going through training process and vetting process and hiring and firing um, and, and trying to do that on an international level while supporting their operation locally. And, uh, you know, to your guys' point, it's not, to me, it, it's quality over cost. And mm. I, I say that with the highest regard for you guys with your, your vetting, your education processes, your, your uh, process mapping, all of it combined, to me, is, is worth it. I have the peace of mind of knowing that all this is going on in the background versus I've got friends that are doing it the other way. And it tends to be a constant battle because you're still managing the workforce and, uh, and trying to do that uh, remotely in the States is one thing, but trying to do that, you know, on an international stage is, is completely another. And uh, just making sure that, that all those systems are being, being handled correctly. You guys are handling the overhead on that. So it's not requiring a, a business person like myself to incur the expense of that. Mm -hmm. You know, and the funny thing is, is when you, you know, they always tend to quote, and I really don't want to be negative, but they always tend to focus in on the hourly rate. But there's so much more that goes into it than the hourly rate, because you're having to fund all the supportive and education and, and screening and all that, that, that you just mentioned that they're not mentioning. So that all has to be done right. in the mix. So 
that's you know just food for thought. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to comment further on that, but well, but I, yeah, no, I guess, I, I guess I my think, bottom line is I it's think, quality over quality over cost, right? And it's obviously quality over cost is, is critical, and and I think comparative analysis is critical too, right? I mean, when you're looking at a college educated professional in, in, in an offshore environment, you know, doing a function versus maybe you know somebody that you could get for fourteen or fifteen dollars an hour here in the U.S. that they, they might not, they have maybe one foot out the door. It's not an apple's apple comparison. And then you're also not considering all the other costs that go into it. I think that's what you were talking about is that, you know, you have their computer, you have their chair, you have their real estate, you have their unemployment insurance, you have their vacation, you know, their benefits, you know, whatever. And then if they leave, the, te- the loss of productivity, the cost of replacing, I did a whole talk on this where I never even talked about outsourcing where it was really the hidden cost of hiring and firing. You know, and making sure that when you do go to a point of layoffs, that it's it's really warranted because uh, it's so expensive to to retrain somebody and to bring somebody back on. So um, I think you know managing all of that. But I think for final thoughts, Jonathan, I I, I, I can be so bold is that you know you're not too small would be a final thought. Yeah. Um, you know, focus on you know your process and, and understanding your entire back office, mapping the whole thing. If you don't have metrics and time per task and utilization rate and, and process manuals for every single function within your operation might be time to start looking at that. And intellectual property protection. You want to make sure that, you know, you're insulated one way or the other from, from anything. And then obviously going back to the buzzword of the day, which is scalability. Make sure you have a plan in place to, go, to, to address that client. There's nothing worse, you know, you only get a first, uh, you only get one chance to make a first impression, right? We talked about old adages. I mean, there's nothing more true than that. So bringing on a new customer and then failing miserably uh, will definitely tarnish you. So something you want to be able to uh, to avoid, you know. Well, that's exactly that's that's kind of where my 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 thoughts end up is the the ability to be able to grow is something that someone has to be specialized in. So being right. able to bring in new business, whether that is if you're an investor, whether that is. I recognize what a deal is. I'm able to go and pick out, you know, properties or if it's a property manager, I'm able to bring in new clients because I understand the, the processes of this business and I'm, I'm better at explaining something than another person. All that is well and good, but someone has to pick up that administrative portion of it. It's, it's kind of a mix between what you, you were both saying is being able to plug in those holes. Hey, it's great if, if you've got a boat that can, rocket ship across the water but if it starts to get little holes in it you you can go a long way eventually you're going to sink because you got holes in it you, something's got to right. plug in those little bitty holes to make sure that you right. can go as far as you want to go you, you mean rocket ship to the moon that's great but yeah you, you got to have something holding it together and that's what um at least from our standpoint that's what that's one of the huge ways that ahi utilizes virtual assistance is being able to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. Everything is, everything is processed out. We just went through a, a, a very time-consuming effort um, going through our owner's manual and identifying some of the new processes that we've added and, and going through it. And, and I'm realizing step-by-step, step, yeah, yeah, I do all of these processes daily without thinking. Like the fact that our, our global strategic virtual assistants are aware of this. They have this as well. And so if anything that I'm going through and in my brain, everything, you know, becomes muscle memory. 
you, you start doing, right. oh, I've got this other client here. Hey, as soon as I finish with this one, I've got to go meet this one because I've, I've made my schedule too tight. Too many people want to, you know, sit down and talk for oh, this. This conversation lasted an extra 10 minutes. This one, you know, hey, they got here a little bit early. So being able to have someone to pick up that little administrative piece that like mm-hmm. I just haven't had time to get to, but we all know it has to be done. So, so having someone there as a, uh, a fail safe as a, as a catch-all as, as the ability to just continue to move the, the pieces that, that are not what your focus is moving that forward. That is how you grow a business. That is how you scale. That is how you go from, Hey, I I'm a real estate agent. I can manage your house because I have a license and I kind of know how to do that to, Hey, we're in this many marketplaces. We have this many doors. Right. We are able to take on a client that has, you know, 700 properties or, or how, yeah, right. we can do that. Yeah, we can, we, we can have do a call that. system in place where you can get us 24 hours a day. I mean, yeah. you know, these people, right. right. And that, that just, that's huge. Yeah. And it can work for any kind of business is, is that's what really stands out in my brain. It doesn't matter what your business is. If you run your business, if you own the business, if you are the intellectual property and if you are what's carrying your business forward, somebody has to be able to, you know, do some of that back off of stuff. And if you're carrying everything forward, you need someone to catch the stuff. Well, and I, I even go back to, uh, I keep referring to some of our colleagues, but uh, Dee Dee Lee, I remember she introduced the concept of, uh, and, and spoke on this at a TED Talk, I think it broke her owner last year, but she actually um, utilizes a uh, solution, a VA solution for a personal assistant. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, it was like, wow, really? I hadn't really thought about that. But it's, um, I mean, back to your point, I mean, I think you can benefit from it no matter kind of what's going on in your life. If you're just busy, you're trying to, you know, what I spoke on earlier, if you're trying to do your career and still invest in real estate and still kind of manage that piece of it, uh, it just might be a good fit for you, whether it's on the accounting, whether it's on somebody just administratively trying to keep you organized and stay in front of everything, making sure you don't miss anything or drop any balls along the way. Um, yeah, there's just there's all kinds of applications. Well, think, think about every little piece that goes into ma- managing one house, right? Every little tiny piece. If you're doing it and have another job where it has nothing to do with real estate, say you're a doctor or a lawyer yeah. someplace and like, oh, yeah, I've got this money. I need to go buy a house. It's a good Good right. tax incentives and you know whatever. Okay, great. Okay, now you have to manage a house. You have a tenant. You have maintenance There's a lot of people, out there. Lot of people out there doing it successfully in multiple states at one time. You know, while they still maintain their their primary career, and uh, and kudos to them. I mean, that's that's what we love to see, and mm-hmm. that's what we encourage. But uh, anyway, so I, I you know I just like to say, Brian, I appreciate uh, appreciate the partnership we have with you. I appreciate you guys taking care of our needs, uh, agreeing to come on today. We, you know, we love uh, working with you guys and uh, look, look forward to our uh, continued success and growth. And, uh, and you guys are very much a part of that. I never look at uh, you guys as a vendor. I, I really look at you as a team member. So, uh, and that, that includes the guys that actually do the work for us uh, on your behalf. So we, we do everything we can to incorporate them into our team you know, we, we go so far as to have uh, weekly video phone calls with them and just really right. make them feel part of it. I know a lot of different clients that you have do it different ways, but I, I think that that's important. Uh, they, they get the buy-in uh, as well as your staff getting the buy-in on the concept as well. And they're not yeah. threatening any capacity because that's, you know, one of the first things that arises once you bring, bring your services online is your, your 
your local staff may become a little bit, you know, nervous. Sure. Uh, it's like, hey, or, yeah. does this mean you're replacing you nah. know, somebody or me or, you know, but uh, but no, just understanding the partnership, the benefit of it, how it benefits everybody. Yeah. And we've talked about this numerous times. Is you're just taking workload off their plates. It really just frees up so much more of their time to do what they're really good at. It's so. a workflow overflow solution. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it is. I mean, it, it really I, I want to give a shout out to like the guys. That, that, I mean, we, we ought to send them this episode because our, our guys are awesome. I love both of those yeah. guys. They're yeah. they're excellent. Yeah. They keep us moving forward and, and keep everything together. But uh, if if any of our listeners want to get in touch with Global Strategic or you, Brian, uh, I want to yeah. give you an opportunity to you know kind of put your your office out there, your contact, how however you want to get um, our listeners to be able to get in touch with Global. You know start beginning that that working relationship with you guys uh, i want to give you an opportunity here to just let everybody know hey if, if you are interested in vas if y'all want to start utilizing global strategic or at least have us talk with you about how we can help whatever business it is that you happen to be running mm-hmm. you know contact us here you know what what what's right. that, yeah so i mean first i want to say that, you know thank you very much i mean uh, obviously brian uh jonathan we, we're we're friends, I think, at this point more more than we are business partners, and I, and and it's not cliche. What you guys have done with the team is awesome. I, we talked to everybody about making them they're they're your people for for all intents and purposes. That's what we try to set up is that our staff are your staff, and we're we're only successful when you're successful. Our contracts are month to month. We have to earn your business every month. You guys know that. Um, that's our investment in that, and so. But uh, once we do that, I mean, you have that collaboration that extends, and, and you guys have just been tremendous partners. Uh, I think I think it's uh, in large part, you know, probably 100 percent of the reason that we've been so successful is that the buy in all around. I think, you know, like you said, there's going to be that initial uh, trepidation from your staff. But ultimately, they buy in and they're like, man, this is great. They're doing things that we didn't even want to do anyway. Um, and we have so much more time to do the things that are our core to our business. So I think that's critical. We, we kind of just touched over it. But uh, but, yeah, thank you very much for being on. I'm honored. If you need to get in touch with me, I mean. Literally, I'll give you my mobile. I, I, I am a part owner of Global Strategic, but I, I live and breathe this. Uh, it's not, I do love to see companies grow. Uh, my mobile is 732-232-4341, but we have a toll-free number. It's 855-731-4966. Uh, I'm extension 1001. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find Global Strategic on Facebook. I think it's important that you know, people see uh, our EAC team and uh, our employee activity committee and, and Global Strategic has a, a Facebook page where we post uh, great video content about our staff and how well taken care of they are and, and the operation uh, uh, facility that they're in, uh, first-class security there. So uh, I think that's good to know, too, that you, you're not there. They're 15,000 miles away. You want to make sure that you have a partner that, uh, that takes care of their staff. But And then www.globalstrategic.com if you want more information. Well, and I've learned something new today, so I'm going to check check those resources out. Because, yeah. You know, we, we came into you off of a referral, uh, several referrals from uh, from Pierce. So, uh, so yeah, it'd be kind of cool to check that out. And uh, Kurt's I've never been on Facebook page, and that, that yeah. bothers me. I want to get on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh great. yeah, there's some cool stuff. You might see a redheaded rojo uh, um, dancing at our yeah. Christmas party. Check out the rojo, everyone. Everybody get on there. See, see why we call him El Rojo. Kelly, it was good to see you as well. Yeah, if you're Kelly, still standing in there, I think it's still over here. I'll be seeing y'all again soon, guys. We keep <laughs> them off screen. You know, it's not, it's not too easy on the eyes. But uh, now, no, I'm not either, and that's why we don't do this as a video podcast. We keep this strictly audio. We don't need anybody looking at us. We, we're, right, right. we're not models. That's right. 
<laughs> we get a little older every day. So. Well, 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 thank everyone right. so much. Uh, we, we will be back in full force this year. Everybody stay tuned. Um, we're, we're excited to be back. We're excited to start doing as many of these as we can this year. We, we want to have this be an education piece. We want to have this be entertaining and fun. Yeah, we have um, two more episodes scheduled in the next uh Two days. Eight days. Uh, eight days. Yeah, eight we, days. We have a lot of them uh, scheduled. So, scheduled. so, so. Uh, everyone stay tuned. Um, as always, if you if you have any questions, if you have a podcast episode you would like to hear, um, you can always email us at podcast at ahiproperties.com. Uh, visit our website at ahiproperties.com. Um, we, we, we are here to, you know, not just manage your properties. We're here to, to help consult you on all of your real estate solutions, whether that be uh, in our markets or outside. Um, and uh, Brian, again, congratulations on uh, your RVP. That's huge. Thank you. And that is super cool. Thank you. And uh, uh, you're you're one of two. So I just uh, just kick that off. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy year, uh, which gets me a chance to get out and really even more so get a feel for industry professionals and everything going on. Have that dialogue, um, address some of the issues that are that are coming up throughout the Southeast amongst our uh, professional membership and uh, really just looking forward to it, hearing what everybody's, uh, what everybody's doing. Just, and it just allows me to have a little extra time with everybody. That's the benefit I see. I'm like, I gladly, awesome. gladly will volunteer for that all day long. Yeah, that's so, so cool. <laughs> well, we're excited, everyone. Stay tuned this year. We're going to be. Stay um, tuned. Keep investing. I yeah, mean, that's absolutely. the bottom line. The opportunities are still out there and we encourage everybody just keep building your portfolios uh, and again, any way we can help with that, feel free to reach out to us. Brian, thanks again. Hope you guys have Thank a great you, year. sir. And through a full year, we've still not come up with a tagline to end our right. episodes, but something about a That's door frame, hit your head. It's going to be know. a good one, though. That's the thing. We've had a lot of suggestions. And we've we've had, had a few. Nothing's really stuck. So we're, we're still happy. Still got that challenge happy out there. 2020 investing. Uh, come back. You stay classy, Atlanta. There you go. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all so much. Right. Bye. All right. Bye bye, guys. Hey everybody, it is Jonathan and Brian here. We wanna tell you about one of our preferred partners, Roofstock. Everyone knows that real estate is a great way to build your personal wealth and diversify your investment portfolio, but we all know it can be complicated. With Roofstock, you can invest in single family homes across the country with as little as 20,000 down. They've made the whole process transparent and easy to engage. View inspection reports, take a 3D tour, see neighborhood ratings, and when you find a property you like, add it to your cart. It's as easy as buying a pair of shoes online. So don't wait. Reach out to Roofstock today at Roofstock.com. The songs Lobby Time, Retro Future Clean, and Rocket Power were created by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Visit creativecommons.org licenses by 3.0 on the web.